This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain on the Vancouver film and television industry and celebrate its beating heart, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work, capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Ronnie Ferminger. Eli Morris is Executive Director of Women in Film and Television Vancouver, a.k.a. WIFTV. Since its inception in 1989, the organization has advocated on behalf of those who have been marginalized and excluded in the film and television industry due to sexism and the patriarchy. But increasingly, Women in Film's name and its stated mission to advocate for gender equity in screen-based media have been at odds. Gender isn't a binary. We know this now, maybe more clearly than we, at least in the West, have ever known before. Gender is a spectrum. Gender is fluid. So how can an organization that advocates for gender equity operate under a name that subscribes to an old, outdated way of thinking, one that excludes a huge swath of the people it purports to serve? On October 4th, Women in Film and Television Vancouver a.k.a. WIFTV, announced that it would be making some significant changes to its name, its long-running Vancouver International Women in Film Festival, and its logo. They wrote, We believe that everybody who has faced historical exclusion and marginalization due to patriarchy and sexism is deserving of our organization's support. However, we have received ongoing feedback from our community members that WIFTV's current name does not welcome or include them, which goes against our values and mission as an organization. It's vital that WIFTV's language evolves with the times so that we can continue our mission of advancing and celebrating gender equity in screen-based media. So today, we will talk through WIFTV's evolution and ongoing mission with Eli Morris. Eli, welcome Hi. to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Eli, what is in a name? T -t Tell me about your ideas around what the previous name, the existing name of the organization, and we will say the final name is not WIFTV. <laughs> this, is a this is a transitory name, right? Because this is a time of transition. Um, what does the previous name reflect? And, and can you be more specific about who it is excluding? Yeah, I mean, when the organization was founded like 33 years ago, there, the, the, the language we were using to talk about gender was very binary. And I think um, in the last few years, I mean, trans and non-binary people have always existed. Right. Um, in the last few years, we've really seen a lot of, um, I guess, broader understanding and like broader acceptance of non-binary identities. 
trans identities and so it's kind of exciting to yeah. be here uh, at this time with this organization that is super open and excited to change with the times yeah yeah let's talk a little bit more about this point in time um because i feel like yes people are waking up to the fact that you know trans people gender queer people exist um seeking to make the world more inclusive but then we also have this i mean giant uh wave of of hatred and stuff can we talk about what's going on in the larger world and the way that it is impacting what's going on in the organization yeah i hate talking about it because it's so depressing honestly yeah um but it's like i don't know i I guess like if I, i just bring it down to like some specific examples it's like on one hand i'll get you know dms in my instagram inbox that are telling me that i'm mentally ill or confused and then at the same time i get dms from people telling me that i'm giving them hope for their child's future so there is a lot of polarization but i think also that we do give folks who are uh transphobic or turfy or uninformed (laughs) we give them a lot of airtime, and i think they're just the minority you know i just think they are the minority like based on the volume of support um that i receive versus the volume of like not support that i receive it's Mm. like the support far outweighs so that's what gives me hope at the end of the day like yeah okay there's going to be a couple of people that send you nasty notes because they're hurt and they're taking it out on you yeah um and it's misplaced but like overall like we're we're very well supported which is lovely now that met that email the press release the announcement that you sent out on october 4th what was the reaction to that announcement oh my god yeah i had a lot of lovely lovely notes from people in the community who are just so so excited for this change Mm. you know they've been waiting for a long time they were hoping this would happen they're just stoked for like whiffed to move forward oh so i'm just so you're going with so the the name that we're using right now is it's not WIFTV. <laughs> well, you, I mean, either or. We, yeah, it's like oh, in yeah in the WIFT community, we it's it's often just referred to as WIFT anyway. WIFT. Yeah, WIFT. WIFT. And then WIFT V is for Vancouver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll be like WIFT Vancouver, which is yeah. Right. <laughs> now, isn't women women in film and television um, a larger organization? Yeah. So what is happening at the the larger WIFT level. And is the change that that we're going through here in Vancouver indicative of what's going on in the in the larger organization? Yeah, great question. So we're definitely leading leading the charge in Vancouver. Hmm. Um, but when and I've been sort of working on this over the last year, meeting with WIFT International, meeting with Canada, we have like coalitions and, you know, meetings. Um, and each chapter is run autonomously. So in terms of like we don't report to anyone as WIFT Vancouver but we are part of a larger organization and um, that's very important to me that's very important to the board our members our community to stay part of that Um, and so yeah WIFT International are 
super aware, you know, excited to see what happens here. We're kind of the guinea pig in Vancouver. Mm. Um, these conversations are happening at all the other chapters around the world. But I think here in Vancouver, we're in like a really unique position where, you know, I I was interviewed by you know in my in my job interview when they asked me to interview for this job yeah i was with you know i think that the the three people that were interviewing me were just like two two out of three were trans or non-binary yeah the whole board were like you know my first question was like hey i'm i'm non-binary and trans like i'm why do you want me to be the ed of women in film and television vancouver like what's Mm going on there with the name and the response was like you know we're warm and receptive to change you know before I even got the job they were telling me that they were interested in that change at at the board level and these are like founding members of the organization so I I mean I'm glad exciting I'm glad to hear that um because I guess that I imagined you know I read that I read that email on October 4th and I was like this is amazing and I'm like Oh no, they're going to have some people who are going to be, you know, like, I mean, you said TERF, which is a trans erasure, radical feminist. Trans uh, exclusionary. Yeah. Exclusionary. Radical feminist. I know, maybe I should, <laughs> we should tell the listeners like the origin of the yeah. term TERF. Yeah. I don't know if they know, but they said like there was this. But I met, but, yeah. but I just to say, I'm like, I imagine like you opening your email and be like, dude, did you, oh no. And then like seeing all these emails from TERFs being like, oh, you're not going to be serving women anymore, you know, and, you know, which is, which is, you know, if, if uh, if you spend any time on the internet looking <laughs> at gender stuff, like you know, like the, there there are people who are um, I, I fueled by hate and ignorance, you yeah. know. Uh, so please, let's define some terms. Turfs, yeah, <laughs> I I mean I honestly am starting to try and not use the word turf because okay, so basically trans exclusionary radical feminists. So back in you know, we talk about like white woman feminism mm-hmm. um, when the term, uh, where the term originated from, where like there were a group of feminists who were calling themselves feminists, but they didn't um, think that trans women <laughs> should be part of their feminist movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think those people are feminists personally, um, <laughs> because if your feminism doesn't include all women, then it's not really feminism, is it? Anyway. Um, Say that louder for the people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, I just, yeah, I don't know what to say about them, but there, there are so, there's so few of them, honestly. So you didn't, you didn't open your email that day and. No, I got. I'm so relieved to hear that. There are are a couple that went, you know, to, you know, we have a feedback email. We had a couple there, but you know, there's a little bit of like, we call it like biological essentialism where like people still are of the belief that your body equals your gender Mm. so there's some of that you know where there's just like they just don't know or they really hold tight to those beliefs yeah i get that right because that's what we were raised with like we're the default mode in this world is like transphobia that's the you know yeah the default mode so and that's what i was raised with right so i i see where those views come from it's not the individual it's like a societal issue yeah so what is this process then to select the new name and the new festival name, the new logo? You know, who's making this decision and what what are you considering? What is yeah. it is it you specifically? No. God no. 
<laughs> I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> um, no, we're definitely, we, we're moving into a like community engagement process. So we're surveying all of our members to ask them what their hopes are, what their fears are, what hmm. they want the name to be. And then we're also surveying uh, trans and non-binary people who, you know, might not be not might not be members because they don't feel like they're included in that. Right. Um, so we're getting their input on, you know, how what they think. And then uh, we've recently added also a component. So we've also been doing uh, some uh, anti-racism work mm-hmm. at the organization. And um, one of the suggestions was to embed racial equity into the name change project. So we've added a QT BIPOC focus group in there as well so that we can, you know, hear from racialized folks and, you know, their experiences and carry that into our equity work moving forward as well. So there'll be that engagement process um, where we hear from different groups and then we'll consolidate that into a short list. Yeah. We'll go back to the membership with a short list get their input on that and then you know with their with the recommendations and feedback from the membership uh we'll take that to the board and then the board will make the call i love that so it's not just it's not just you absolutely with, not. Like a, with a whiteboard <laughs> yeah. and being like hmm i'm gonna call it <laughs> um, just like looking on the wall do we just call it justice league america <laughs> What about that movie, Last Down to Nowhere? No, no, that doesn't seem like a good name. What about Catwoman? Yeah, oh. <laughs> Eli is reading just things that are on my, on my wall because this is the very first interview that we are conducting in the brand new Wire Screen Scene podcast Ooh. studio, which is which is incredible. So, how will this how will this name change impact who whiffed? It is a lot easier to say whiffed, mm-hmm. by the way. It, easier to say whiffed than. WIFTV. <laughs> so, but how will this impact who the organization serves and the programs it pursues and offers? You know, if, if there's going to be any change at all. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there won't be because we currently in all of our programs have non-binary, trans, gender, queer people yeah. already in all of our programs. But you know, um, so we're already serving folks from the community. Um, we just want to make it a better space for everyone where you're not you know dysphoric or getting misgendered all the time because when you see the word woman you just people just assume she her pronouns and we don't have not everyone uses she her pronouns in in the org so absolutely let's let's sit in this spot for a moment i'd like to talk (laughs) about some of the challenges that trans people and gender queer people face as they navigate our film and television industry what are some of the systemic barriers that that trans people and gender queer people face hmm. in the film and television industry yeah i mean when i think about this question i think about like what are the barriers that we face just generally in the world um and like i don't know my mind always goes to like bathroom access getting gendered appropriately at work hmm. being taken seriously um, trans women experiencing trans misogyny, which is its own special brand of misogyny. This might be a good time, though, to talk about allyship, though. Um, what do you think it means to be a good ally to trans people and genderqueer people, specifically in, in this ever-fluctuating film and television industry of ours? Yeah, totally. There's so many things you can do. I think, like, you know, when I think specifically for 
film and television i think there are you know just some little things we can do like putting your you know putting pronouns on call sheets and crew lists that mm. just really like i don't know why it's not happening i mean it is happening in some places but i i don't see it you know super widespread yet um and then i think you know there are some there are some specific things around like costumes that you know need to be taken into account you know like if you're a costume designer and you're you've got a b breakdown for a character that's you know using he him pronouns in the script and someone shows up and they have a chest for example like mm -hmm. how are you going to respond to that like you know there's just i think a little bit of dialogue that needs to happen to make sure that trans folks are thought of and included mm. and accommodated for in yeah. little ways yeah what kind of responsibility do you think the film and television industry as god i know people hate this these words but content creators mm. you know people who tell stories on screen you know what kind of responsibility do you think they have for how trans people and gender queer people are treated and perceived in an experienced society i mean like any marginalized group you know or or underrepresented group or whatever words you want to use there uh, often people's first interactions with us are in media yeah so it's critically important that representation is good and accurate i mean if 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 folks listening want to watch a really great movie on that topic i was gonna ask for disclosure <laughs> gonna ask for watch disclosure because yes. that is a whole film about this exact topic and why it's so important to have like authentic representation um oh yeah on screen eli why did you want this job oh my god <laughs> I, like i'm very curious about why you stepped up to lead lead with and and also about like what you've learned during your time so far at the head of this organization i i honestly ask myself this question every day i'm like why am i putting myself through this because it is you know it's like a really vulnerable thing to be advocating for a group that you're a part of mm. like really it's really vulnerable you know <laughs> you know that there's <laughs> it's scary and i get, have a lot of sleepless nights worrying mm. about stuff um but why did i want to i mean i think you know cheese fest alert but like I honestly just wanted to make a difference. Like I wanted to improve stuff. I, I totally, that's why I do this work yeah. too. <laughs> it's really cheesy, but honestly, like hearing feedback from all the like non-binary people and all the trans people and like gender fluid people that are like, just like in tears because they're so happy about being included. Like mm. Mm, that shit, you know, like yeah. that, that just gets me, right? Yeah yeah so what have you what have you learned about yourself oh my god <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you know <laughs> since you i mean how long has it been a year coming up to a year whoa mm -hmm. you're almost at baby. your you're almost at your whipped birthday yeah, yeah. <laughs> i am a baby in this work though you yeah. know like this is my first job where i've been formally doing equity work wow so i'm i have a lot to learn obviously and so um, I'm always, you know, trying to do better and whatever, but, um, what have I learned? I mean, what have I learned about myself or what have I learned about equity? Cause I've learned a ton. I'm constantly learning. Okay. Okay. So I want, I want about yourself. Yeah. 
I want about equity,、mm-hmm. and I want about <laughs> our community. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> What have I learned about myself? I mean, I have learned. I feel like I've learned a lot of resiliency in this job, and I've learned、um, that I things that I sort of viewed as my weaknesses are actually strengths.、Ooh. You know, like I have, I have a lot of feelings. Yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of feelings.、Yeah. I got my cancer. I got. <laughs> Um, so I think like I used to feel like oh my feelings are just like this big burden that I have to deal with, but actually、mm. you know what? No, it's actually really nice to have a bunch of feelings because it means that you care, and then you can use your feelings to like motivate yourself.、Um, I love that. <laughs> I might <might> cry because <laughs> I have feelings too. Yeah, your feelings yeah. are. God, and but it's hard. I mean, you talked about vulnerability before too,、mm-hmm. right? You have feelings, and you feel vulnerable. That means you can also open yourself to getting hurt. But you,、yeah. you know, but then you're also like, I'm opening myself to do this work with from a place of love, and I can really make a difference. Yeah. Man, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a good lesson for about yourself.、Yeah. What, what about equity work? Equity work. Oh my god. Well, I'm such a baby when it comes to equity work, but I'm.、Um, Learning a ton, and that's I guess like my biggest thing that I'm learning about equity work is that it is really lifelong. You know, like、mm-hmm. it, you know, you've really got to be in it for the long haul. You know, like we, you know, when I was getting brought up to speed on the advocacy work WIFT does, you know, I'm looking back through the timelines and like these these people have been working on the same issues for like seventeen. Twenty years,、yeah. and so you've really got to be in it, in it for like the long haul if you want to see the change.、Um, and I think you also need to make it sustainable for yourself.、Mm. You know, like you can't, you gotta, you gotta,、um, you can't just like burn, like do do it all for three months and then burn out. It's like much better to pace yourself, do a little bit over time, and sometimes it's the small changes. That really add up、mm. over time. So, and we will talk、mm. about lessons about community in a moment. But I, I just wondering, you know, we talked about feelings, and you're talking about, you know, like that that it, you're in it for the long haul. Is there a place, or, or what place does anger、uh, play、mm. in equity work? You know, and I, because I, I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, and it's it feels a lot of you know, especially the the work that I do around、um, you know、uh, BIPOC storytellers,、uh, and then I, I and I find like that it can be a big motivator, but that also I find that it can be a burden, you know, as well. Like have like what role does anger play in in the work that you do, and like do you see a role for it? Because there's big questions. There's big things at stake, right? Like there's there's people's lives, there's people's、yeah. livelihoods. You know, there's、yeah. there's I, I, identity and belonging and sense of self, sense of self, and also just like making a paycheck and having the right to just exist. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. I mean, that's a, such a big question.、Um, I guess like let me think about my own relationship to like anger because I've had you know I've had a lot of it. I was a really angry teenager. Yeah, really angry. Um, and I definitely like, you know, I, I don't think I'm as angry now about things. I, I found some sort of like peace with it. I think you know, like it's, it,、um, 
you know, when I think about the things that I used to get really angry about, and sometimes I do still get angry about stuff, but I'm able to like move through it a little faster or just like the anger moves into sadness. Often I find like when I'm angry about something, it's really, you know, my anger is trying to protect me from this, the actual sadness that's behind it. Mm. If that makes sense. So, um, yeah, usually when I'm angry, I'm like, oh no, I'm actually, I'm actually really sad about something, but I'm trying to pretend that I'm not sad. Yeah. And that's when anger starts driving the car. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did that answer your question? No, not really. <laughs> but what, but I, I mean, I, maybe that's the kind of question that when you, whenever you come back, we should be, you know, checking in and, and seeing. <laughs> Talking about our feelings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw that also in, you know, looking at America and a lot of the conversations, you know, that, you know, my friends and family were having and are having, you know, about reproductive choice, yeah. you know, and, and what's going on there. Like there's anger uh, and it, it fuels them, but then it, it also, it just, it can feel so, um, suffocating heavy yeah. yeah and and you know and, and i guess that's where it also comes to stamina you know like if mm -hmm. you're going to be in it for a long time and you have you're like looking to like you know save lives and make some you know real lasting change like you have to figure out how to stay grounded in the work yeah, yeah. and not not be overwhelmed by yes. by anger you know it's, it's just like what they talk about the force and <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, right? You know, like, <laughs> I guess uh, I, I am feeling a bit overwhelmed as I unpack all my toys in this office and I'm looking at my Star Wars toys. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's some big lessons there, though, about, you know, using anger. And um, it really all does come back to Star Wars for me. Doesn't everything come yeah. back to Star Wars? <laughs> kind of. It kind of does. It kind of does. Okay, let's talk about our community then. Okay, you know, and like what what have you what have you seen? You know, the, uh, in our community. Oh my god! You know, what have you learned about? Because I mean, you've been part of our community. Like, you might be relatively new to Wiftv, uh, but you you are not new to our community at all. You no. know, but being in this in this new position, relatively new position. You know, what what have you seen? What have you learned? You know what? I just like. One thing, oh, I fucking love our community so much. Um, Thank you for swearing, by the way. It makes me really happy because that means that I've earned my um, my explicit rating on Apple Podcasts. Woo! Damn it. I'm so sorry. No, I love it. I love it. Fuck yeah, I swear. I want the kids to be able to listen. Or maybe they still can. Maybe they'll be more excited to listen because it says explicit. I know I was very interested. Oh, absolutely. In Parental advisory, they're was... up there. <laughs> okay, what have I learned about community our, um, our fucking amazing community it's fucking that you amazing fucking love. i fucking love it um you know what i just okay so when when i think about the community i think about how so many people have come out to me since i've been just just like me existing in the world mm -hmm. and how cool it is to see the community really like like embrace me and embrace other folks and then it's like it's like this like snowball effect like I, I told this story I was um on a VPA panel the other night and there was someone on the panel sharing like their experience of like transphobia at work and I was and it was shitty as hell but um it reminded me of you know I had a job and like no one I was working you know production office and like no one there had ever met a non-binary person before. They had never used they them pronouns before. It was like, mm. I was brand, I was like the first one, you know? 
Um, and I did a lot of work, you know, like teaching people and, you know, giving people grace and like correcting them politely. And yeah, of course I shouldn't have to do that work, but I did it because I wanted to. Mm. And I was out for coffee with one of my, one of my friends who's also trans and non-binary and they had just started working at that same office and they were like, Eli, that work you did with everyone there, it shows and it has made my life so much better. Wow. Because people learn and they grow, right? You just have to like <laughs> give them a little time. <laughs> yeah. But it is like I can see the growth happening, right? And that's what's really exciting, right? This is going to be a big question, I think. But I'm excited to ask it. What do you what do you think it means to be successful in the work that you're doing? What is you know in equity work you know what are some things that you're that you look for what are what is a win what is a win honestly my mind goes to like growth mm. you know progress like seeing stuff change mm. <laughs> seeing like like i am I'm, I'm trying to use you know, sometimes I feel a little lost in equity work and I come back to a question that is like, how are you materially improving the lives of the people you're trying to serve or support? Mm. Like, how are you in, like materially improving their lives? Um, and so that like being able to like see that, I think is what makes me feel successful and also just like i'm being reevaluating honestly my relationship to that word success and like mm. trying to like you know learn a little bit about like white supremacy culture and unlearn white supremacy culture and yeah. think more about like community and relationships and like i think to me success is like building a good community and having yeah. a good community I could not agree more. Okay, so uh, what is the timeline? Do you have a timeline yes. in mind for the for the WIF name change um, and the festival name change and the logo name logo change? <laughs> <laughs> so many changes. Um, yeah. Okay. So our timeline is like, or it's like sort of over the next six months. We'll get, we're we're going to be doing this. So okay. I mean. We have this goal of uh, announcing and celebrating our name sometime in March next year. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine why. Could it be that that's <laughs> when the festival is? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, the thing with like community work is it's really going to be led by the community. Like I'm going to, we're going to see what the responses are and like kind of go based on that really. Yeah. Like if people need more time they're not sure there's not a strong consensus or there's you know we might need more time to like work with different community groups to like work out what it's going to be yeah um you know i want to bring as many people along on this journey as possible you know I, I don't want people to feel like they're not part of this organization anymore that it's important for me that this change galvanizes the community um and like strengthens it and grows it mm. um and so you know, we might need a little bit more time to bring people along, um, and or we might not. Maybe it'll. Maybe we'll be announcing it in January if everyone's like 
you know, agreeing on stuff. But no, I, I have a feeling maybe like around March we'll be okay. able to announce something. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so if 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 some if you know if, if somebody's a member of WIFT uh, or the organization soon to formally meet, <laughs> um, and, and they want to be part of this conversation, they want to join you in this journey. What can they do? Yeah, I mean, we just um, put out a survey last night um, where we're asking for feedback um, and really want to hear from folks. We've left a lot of open text boxes so people can like really tell us what they think. Yeah. Um, Because I want to hear it. Um, And that would be like the first place to start. And then we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Yeah. And that survey will be open until November 7th. So okay, great. tell us what you think. Yeah. <laughs> tell them what you think. Especially right. if you are excited about it. I love hearing positive feedback as well as negative feedback. <laughs> All the feedback yeah, is Yeah, because often but, it's like the yeah. people who are just so unhappy are the ones who are more inclined to like open up their laptop and start, you know, pounding away, right? You know, if you're like, oh, that's great. Let Eli know, okay? <laughs> and so what is, what's the website then? Where actually, what is the organization's website now? Because it used to be it's still women. It's still women in film. Yeah, yeah, we're not changing our domain name just yet. We're gonna it's gonna leave that until we have gotta a see. name, and then we'll change that. But yeah, excellent. Okay, and I gotta say, I know this is not related to the name change, <laughs> but Wift used to throw the best Vif party um different themes you know um my favorite was one that was like a celebration of like um the silent film era and i got dressed up like i had i had a makeup artist come and do um like black and white and gray uh makeup and uh it was uh an amazing night so so you know when we get back into more parties and stuff i would love another theme party okay okay i don't know why i'm whispering (laughs) <laughs> I'll throw you a party, Sabrina, just for you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Eli, where can people find you and follow you or the and or the organization on the socials? Oh, I should have this written down. I did not think to plug really? myself or the organization. Um, WIFTV is our Instagram handle. Okay, they have their hands against their head. Like, like you're trying to like will the information. Pull it out of your head. Okay. I'm pretty sure we're WIFTV on Instagram as well and Facebook. So look us up. Also, womeninfilm.ca, domain name for now. And me, Eli Morris. There's a bunch of eyes. But if you look up Eli Morris, you can probably find me on Instagram. How many eyes? Maybe three or four. Like you don't even know. <laughs> no, just like oh, I'm gonna press I until I get tired. Until I'm allowed. Like, until that handle is not taken. I just kept adding another I. Is that why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Okay, that well, and I will. I will have links to to all of that in the footnotes. Thank you so much for being here today Thanks for this for conversation. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it was absolute delight, and I appreciate you very, very much. You're a delight. <laughs> Thank you. I I love to hear that. Okay, listeners. Thank you 
for joining us today as well. The YVR Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Ronnie Firminger. I am the only one to blame. And it's edited by Simon Firminger. Special thanks to Mariana Firminger for recording our Patreon ad, to Paul Firminger for te- technical support, and to Dane, not Firminger Devilay for the original music. YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Find us on all the socials at YVR Screen Scene and at Sabrinarf, only one I in Sabrinarf, on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts for free and at our home on the web at www.yvrscreenscene.com. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! This ad begins with a story about an important but largely forgotten piece of Hollywood North history, the fish flight. In the 1980s, the fish flight was an early morning flight from Vancouver that delivered fresh fish to Los Angeles before the start of the business day. These were the early days of Hollywood North before digital deliveries and fast transfer speeds, and the pioneers of the Vancouver film industry began loading up the fish flight with film reels so Hollywood execs could review the footage shot on the previous day. The fish flight was also one of the building blocks of the visual effects and animation mecca that is present-day Vancouver. And Fish Flight Entertainment builds on this legacy. Fish Flight Entertainment serves the games, film, and television industries. We remember the days of the fish flight and attack our projects with the same passion as those pioneering days of yore. We believe in jumping off the cliff and building our wings on the way down. And who knows? That old fish with improvised wings may even fly. Learn more about Fish Flight Entertainment at fishflightentertainment.com. That's fishflightentertainment.com. <laughs>